guys, Haley Ryan again. And if you've ever been part of a team or an organization that's maybe had a toxic culture in some way, then I think you'll relate to this episode. James gets to talk with Mr. Brandon Griffin on what it's like to come in and have the responsibility of changing the culture on a college football team. Brandon goes into what the experience was like living through that culture change and what he learned from it and got out of it. This and more coming to you in just a few here on the pregame podcast. What's going on, everybody? Back at it again with the Winning Edge Game Changing Retreat. And tonight we have Brandon Griffin with us. Brandon, say what's up. Hey, how's everybody doing? Brandon, what's going on, man? I hope I hope you're not too down. I saw last night Morgan State went home from the MIAC tournament. Yeah, MIAC tournament always gets tough. Yeah, man. I know uh, we always, every year that I played, we lost in the first round. So I know how tough that can be. But in case you guys didn't know, as I just mentioned, Brandon, is currently a grad student at Morgan State University. So some HBCU love up here as I'm a graduate of North Carolina A&T. Yeah, definitely. Brandon, man, just to give us a little background info on who you are and what you're currently doing, if you just don't mind giving us some of that information, you know, where you're from, um, what you're currently doing, and where you plan on going. Uh, born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. I attend Morgan State University. I graduated in December with my bachelor's in business administration. I'm currently working on my master's in global journalism. My uh, in-career goal is to be a college defensive coordinator. So okay. that's what I'm working on right now. Gotcha, gotcha. Why why college defensive coordinator? Why why is it that you want to stay at the um, collegiate level? The collegiate level has always interested me more than the NFL, per se, mm-hmm. because um, I'm interested in, like, developing, like, young okay. adults and helping them transition into, like, the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. So... Being a college coach gives me the ability to do that. In the NFL, you're working with grown men in a sense that are already kind of like going through their life already. Co- right, college right. college athletes are that's that's a very like detrimental time in their life. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to help college athletes through that time. Absolutely. As a grad student, are you currently doing any work with the football team right now? Um, in which you're able to actually, like you said, work with young men and help develop and prepare them for life. Well, I still have one year eligibility left, so this will be my last okay. season coming up. But af- after that, I-, I I plan on staying around and helping out as much as I can, help out the younger guys, make sure they're okay, teach them anything okay. I can before I get out of here. Right. Last year of eligibility coming up, man. College sports, it's nothing like being a college athlete. What What are you looking for out of this year, and what are you doing to prepare for your last year of playing college football? Uh, what I want to get out of this year, I, I, I need another MEAC championship before I get out of here. We won one my, my freshman year, and that was a great experience. Um, I want to win another one for, for the people who, who weren't there for that one. I want to help send the rest of the seniors out on a, on a good note and help, mm. help uh, start to build something special here. So those are my goals for this last Absolutely. year. Now, Brandon, you've been there all five, four or five years, right? Yes. When you came into Morgan State, did you all have that winning culture, or was that something that had to be developed? It definitely had to be developed. It it, it wasn't something that was instilled in the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like just bad habits, people not going to class, people people just being individuals. When when I got here, the the people right. that I came in with, we sort of made that our responsibility to bring the team together, get everyone mm-hmm. working on one accord, thinking the same way, focusing on one goal. 
and I've definitely seen the improvement since then. And we still have a long way to go, but I think we'll definitely get there. Absolutely. And you're one of the leaders on the football team, right? Yes. How hard was it trying to really develop that winning culture, taking a culture that may have been toxic, as you said, people not going to class, just didn't have that winner's mentality. How hard was it for you to sort of instill that type of culture within the program? It's definitely hard because you have 117 to 21 year olds who come Mm -hmm. from all over the country. Some people came from winning programs. Some people didn't like everyone's from different backgrounds. So it's, it's definitely a challenge to get everyone, all a hundred people thinking the same way, uh, working towards the same goal, but you just got to stick to it and have faith and hold each other accountable. That's the biggest thing. The the most important thing to me is holding, holding your teammates and your brothers accountable. Absolutely. I see here in your bio where you said coming up, growing up, you were always the one that people tended to go to for advice. People always looked at you as sort of like the anchor of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, did that experience growing up like that, did that really help you in the situation you were in there at Morgan State? Uh, it, it helped me a lot. It it definitely helped me into the leader that I that I think I am. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess growing up, I, I just kind of had a a knack for for being a leader people always felt comfortable coming to me for advice talking to me uh I've never hesitated to help people as much as I can so growing up those experiences definitely helped me uh prepare for my time at Morgan State absolutely man you've been playing football for 18 years yes 18 what what is it about the sport that you just love so much or what is it that the sport does for you that's enabled you to play this sport for so long and not get tired of it. The 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 main thing that I've gotten out of this sport is the lifelong friendships that I've made. Some mm-hmm. of my some of my best and closest friends I've met through football and everyone that I've met through football is honestly a blessing. And another thing I've gotten a, a free education out of it. So absolutely f- football is has definitely helped me a lot in my life. And I also see here not only are you a great leader you're a champion on the field as well, but you're also getting it done in the classroom. See where you're an athletic director, honor roll, and you're currently about to start working on your master's. How hard has it been to balance being so successful on the field, putting that energy on the field to make sure that you're producing and also producing in the classroom? And what would you give to um, any young minds that may be out there aspiring to be college athletes? One thing that I would preach to them is, 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 it's not easy at all by any means. Uh, it's, mm. it's definitely going to take a lot of sacrifice. That's, that's that's the biggest thing. You're going to have to have your priorities straight. You're going to have to know mm. at the end of the day what's really important to you and prioritize based off those things. So right. you have to know that school comes first and then your sport and then everything else after that. Man, and one thing you said is sacrifice and priorities. And just to keep it real, both of us coming from an HBCU we know it's a lot going on on campus, man. Exactly. That that environment, it gets crazy. So for those that are wanting to go to an HBCU, how is it trying to balance? You got the social life, your athletics, and, you know, being an athlete in an HBCU, it's it's like it's second to none. It's, it's an awesome experience. So what would you give to the young minds out there that want to play at an HBCU? Letting them know how do you balance having fun and also getting it done? 
I would just say don't don't procrastinate. Like the the mm-hmm. thing that I've learned is as soon as you get an assignment, try to get it out the way because especially right. if you're not doing anything because you never know what could be coming up later that week and you you wait to do the assignment until until Thursday or Friday and then you find out there's a a, a day party in the middle of campus and now <laughs> you're stuck between doing your assignment and going to the day party. So the the main thing that I would say is do not procrastinate. Get all your work out of the way as early as you can and that way. Right when when the time comes around you're able to have fun right absolutely and man just speaking on hbcus just because i feel like we don't get enough recognition and we aren't held at the highest prestige as other universities just speak a little bit about what morgan state has done for you not only as an athlete but just as a a person in your personal and professional development morgan state has definitely forced me to grow up in a lot of ways uh for the people who don't know HBCUs, you definitely have to stay on top of your stuff because no one else will do it for you. Like right. you have to make sure that you have your books, your schedule, mm-hmm. your 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 uh account balance is clear with financial aid and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. you, you definitely have to grow up and, and be able to do things on your own because Absolutely. no one's gonna hold your hand and do it for you. So it right. it definitely it definitely forces you to grow up and, and teaches you a lot. What drove you to um pursue your master's in journalism? Was it someone you met there at Morgan State? Because I see where you were a business major, and now you're looking at journalism. So what really um inspired you to look at that field as a major, well, to get your master's in? Uh, growing up, I was always a like a a, a a math geek. I love math. I always got A's in math, and math came like very easy to me. And since I've been in college, I I uh learn to love like reading and writing more because it's more of a of an expressive topic like with mm-hmm. with math it's numbers so you're either right or you're wrong when you're right. when you're writing you can you can express how you feel about something and express it through through writing and if if you're writing something and and you back it up you can't really be wrong in my opinion so it's it's just good to focus on a topic that's so expressive through your writing the writing that you will be doing what are some areas that you want to really shed light on and express yourself? Some of the things that I've been writing about lately is is social injustice, um, politics, stuff like that. Okay. I did a, a research paper on Colin Kaepernick and the effects that him kneeling had on NFL ratings. So okay. stuff involving sports, social justice, politics, stuff like that, music. Those, right. those, are, those are some of my key points of interest when I'm writing. What did you find within that research? I'm I'm interested and I want the viewers to also hear about that also because I think that's a very pertinent um subject, especially within the times that we're living in. Yeah, definitely. Uh the 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 view the NFL ratings definitely went down mm-hmm. after the um Colin Kaepernick situation. Right. And part of part of that is because of the nailing, part of it is because of Donald Trump mm-hmm. uh tweeting that we should boycott the NFL until until they do something about the nailing. And right. and part of it is just straight up the, like the 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 internet and the tools that we have nowadays. Nowadays we can stream games and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's it's really no need for us to sit down and watch a game or actual TV when we can just stream it on our phone. Right. So right. All, all those definitely played a factor in the NFL's ratings. Right. What are your thoughts? Your thoughts on on the Colin Kaepernick situation in the NFL? Do you feel as if um, he was he was right and he had the um authority to kneel join the national anthem do you think that was something that should have been done or what what is your perception 
in my opinion, I I don't I don't find anything wrong with it. I re, I mm-hmm. I feel as though he was he did it in a respectful manner. He didn't he wasn't like loud or or trying to interrupt the national anthem. All he did was right. sit down and then the following week took a knee. He didn't it was a silent protest. He didn't he didn't cause any trouble in in their eyes he did, but in my opinion, he 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 did it the right way. Absolutely. I believe I believe the thing the same thing. And I think a lot of times what the media has done is focus the attention on him just being disrespectful to the flag where really he was kneeling for what the flag stood for, which was um, justice for all. But in America, as we know, and as we've seen, justice, justice isn't served to all, particularly African-Americans. And what he was kneeling to was police brutality that was partaking upon um, African-Americans. So I think he had the right. And I think it was a, a good thing that he did that. Mm-hmm, definitely. And they've definitely tried to, the media has definitely tried to flip it and 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 make it about something that it's not. They're trying to make it seem as though right. he's disrespecting the flag or disrespecting the people who have fought for this country. When when in reality he's he's just fighting for African Americans who've been oppressed and abused by police and 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 other public figures. So absolutely, as a as a aspiring college coach, um, like you say, you want to become a defensive coordinator. Um, will you still be using your journalism background to get messages and thoughts out there? Or do you think you'll sort of just focus more so on the defensive coordinator coaching? Or is that something that you'll do simultaneously? Uh, I, I definitely, I definitely will, will use the knowledge that I've, I've gained from my journalism courses in coaching. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll be able to write scripts faster, break down stuff as the game is going on. And um, I've, I've learned how to write so everyone can understand it not just someone who already has prior knowledge on what I'm writing about so right i feel as though my writing will like reach all of my players and i'll definitely be able to use that and find a way to include that in my coaching absolutely absolutely now here you are man about to partake upon the 2019 winning edge game changing retreat so i have to ask whether you're looking for from this retreat from this retreat i just want to gain connections with the other cohort members bounce ideas off of each other share our experiences being college athletes because i'm sure everyone will have a lot of cool or funny or interesting stories to share definitely soak in as much knowledge as i can from the mentors and the guest speakers and all of those different people so i'm definitely excited about the about the retreat i know it's going to be a Absolutely. good time Absolutely. And through this retreat, what do you plan on doing to help change the current culture to help enhance the college coaching atmosphere? Because as you know, African, well, particularly at big schools, African-American coaches really aren't found when when it comes to talking about head coaches and defensive coordinators. You particularly don't see a lot of African-Americans in those positions. So I have to ask, what do you think? It's your responsibility to do to ensure that college athletics progresses to a more inclusive environment. Mm, yeah, and that, that's that's definitely been one of my career goals is to break the the mold of college coaches, defensive coordinators <laughs> in particular. Right. And um, I feel like this this retreat will give me all the the tools and assets and all the knowledge that I need to do that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And before we go, man, I just want to know. What is your why? Like, what drives you every single day when you wake up in the morning, days when you feel tired and you don't feel like doing this and that? What keeps you going and motivated? Uh, it's, it's definitely my family. I have four younger siblings. 
two uh two brothers two sisters who are definitely looking up to me as a role model especially my brothers they're always watching me i'm like a superhero to them so i (laughs) i always try to make sure i don't do anything to disappoint them i try to lead them in the right direction give them a good role model to look at so that's definitely my why my family that's a great why man that's the same why that i have well, Brandon, man, it's truly been an honor having you up here this evening. Um, is there anything you want to say before we get off? Just I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about the retreat. I'm excited to meet the other cohort members and the mentors, and I know it's going to be a good time. Absolutely, man. I hope you take full advantage of this opportunity. It's truly a great experience coming from um a 2018 cohort member. It was the greatest experience that I've had as far as professional development goes. But it's been an honor having you up here tonight, man. And I look forward to seeing you down in Atlanta in June. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No doubt, man. Take care. You too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the pregame podcast. If you want more hashtag game changing info, then head over to our website, winningedgeleadership.org. You can also find out more about how hashtag we game change on our Instagram and Twitter handles at the we leadership or find us on Facebook and LinkedIn. All right, guys, I'm out, but stay tuned for the next episode.